behalf of Beth and Will and Scott and Wynn and, and Dave and Mac's entire family, I would like to, to thank you for being here today, to thank you for uh, taking some time today to remember the life of, of Mac and, and the many wonderful things that Mac did each and every day. And I, I know that uh, Mac has touched every person in this room uh, in a special way. Uh, just that was the, the kind of person that Mac was. And I want to thank you for being here today. Frank McEwen, Mac McAlpine Jr., <clears throat> passed away on Monday, July 17, 2017, at the age of 58, after a hard-fought battle with cancer for the past two years. Mac spent his last days surrounded by family and innumerable friends. The outpouring of love and community support for he and his family was a true testament to his life.
Mac was born in Calhoun City, Mississippi on August 21st, 1958. On March 10th, 1990, Mac and Beth were married in Birmingham, Alabama. Following their marriage, they continued to reside in Haleville, their much-loved home remaining near to family and lifelong friends. Mac spent a large portion of his career as the owner of Winston Hardwood in Double Springs, Alabama. Early on, Mac set a personal goal to retire at the age of 50. Through hard work and determination, alongside his father, Mac built a very successful business and was able to retire in 2011 at the age of 52. Following retirement, he enjoyed spending time with his family through vacations at the beach and hunting with his boys. Anyone who knew Mac could testify to his love of the outdoors. Mac's greatest legacy stems from his love for God and the Christian life that he led. Mac was a member of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ, where he served as a deacon, working primarily with the youth program. Mac is characterized by his willingness to help others with no desire for recognition. A true servant leader. His love for the community was great, but the true joy of his life was his family. His boys had an incredible admiration for him, and he will no doubt live on through them as they strive to lead godly lives in service to others. Mac was preceded in death by his parents, Frank McEwen McAlpine Sr. and Anita Jane Davis McAlpine, and his daughter, Misty Elizabeth Romine. Mac is survived by his wife, Beth Hughes McAlpine, sons William Hughes Romine, wife Christy Lee, Frank McEwen, Wynn McAlpine IV, Charles Scott McAlpine, and brother Davis Dave Andrew McAlpine and wife Susan. Additionally, Mac is survived by three grandchildren, Misty Elizabeth Emmy, Andy Christine, and Benjamin Alton Romine, and sister-in-law Suzanne Hughes-Tyson, brother-in-law Chip Hughes, three nieces, Jessica Lynn McAlpine, Elizabeth Hughes-Tyson, and Leah Suzanne Tyson, and in-laws Earl and Betty Hughes. tell one story and uh, then I'm going to pray. Matt was in the hospital and I went down there and spent the night with him a few nights and uh, it's funny. It's a funny story. Let you know that we kind of relationship we had it carried on all the way to the end. Uh, I think it was on Thursday night and Dave was in there with me. Uh, it was 3.30 in the morning. And they come in to give him breathing treatment, and every time they give him breathing treatment, he'd wake up. Uh, the steroid would wake him up, and he would talk for about 30 minutes. And I always enjoyed that. But uh, I told him, I said, uh, I said, Mac, I said, I, I bet you didn't know that they're giving out awards on this floor that you're on. And uh, he kind of looked at me, kind of funny. I said, doctors told the nurses that you, you had it, you had it pretty much wrapped up. They said, they said what? I said, you've won the ugliest patient award six nights in a row. <laughs> and he, he laughed. He laughed. So, if you would bow with me, our dear heavenly Father, we, 
Thank you, Lord, so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, for, for Mac. What a good daddy he was. And a good husband. A good boss. And a good friend. Thank you, Father, for allowing his boys to see what a godly man should be. Thank you, Father, for all the friends that are here today. Thank you, Father, for uh, this church and, and the love that they have for Beth and, and the boys and for Christy Lee and, and for Dave, his brother. God, I'm thankful that that you blessed all of us with the time that we had with him. Thank you, Father, for his, his willingness to do what was right when things was even hard. I pray, Father, that every one of us sitting here would take his example and, and just be the best we can be every day of our lives. Thank you, Father, for this town and all the good friends, all the daddies of the boys that was winning Scott's age that looked up to Mac and that loved him and helped him when he got sick. I thank you, Father, for Miss Beth. Not another woman in this place as good as she is. She stood by her husband when he was sick. She took care of him. And she loved him. Thank you for her. Thank you for Will. Will's the oldest one. He took on the brunt of responsibility. And, and Will was the rock and still is the rock for Wynn and Scott. I'm thankful, Father, that, that you placed Will in this situation. I would trust him with my kids, so I certainly trust him with Wynn and Scott. Father, thank you for allowing me to have a best friend. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's a There are
any time that someone stands before a group of people on an occasion such as this, the goal is to, to tell the story of the life that was lived by the individual that we're remembering. I've tried to tell Mac's story, and I've come to one conclusion, and that's Mac's story can't be told through words on a paper. His story is one that's told through the hearts of each person sitting here today. His story is told through memories. His story is told through family. And most importantly, his story is told through his love and dedication to God. Mac was an individual that always put others first. There were numerous times when Mac would be in the hospital receiving treatment. He would be away from from home. He would be going through difficult times in his life. And he would take the time to send a text message and ask if you needed anything, to ask how things were going, what he could do for you. Even in the most difficult times in his life, he always wanted to do something to help someone else out. Mac McAlpine became connected with Haleville when he was in the eighth grade. He moved to Haleville from Bruce, Mississippi. From that moment, Mac not only found a new place to live, but Mac became part of this community, and nothing would ever change. Mac would graduate from Haleville High School in 1976 and from the University of Alabama in 1980. Mac would later meet and eventually marry Beth Hughes in March of 1990. Mac would write Beth a, a letter on a piece of paper, and that piece of paper Will described it as one that, that he would use at the meal, uh, just a, a work piece of paper. And, and through that letter, Mac showed something, even in, in choosing where to write that letter, that no matter how important Mac's business was to him, his family was first. And though Mac would, would hide that letter for a few years from Beth and, and eventually give it back to her, Mac made two promises in that letter that summarize Mac's life very well. He told Beth that he would, not, he would not only be marrying her, but he was marrying Misty and Will also. And he made a promise that he would always treat them as if they were his own children. He also promised Beth that he wanted to develop a strong Christian family. In the early 1990s, Mac and his father started Winston Hardwood Lumber Company. This would be a successful company that Mac would eventually sell in 2011 to devote all his time to his family, to his community, to Haleville City Schools, and to too many people to count. Mac had always told Beth that his goal would be to retire at the age of 50. This was just another example of how Mac always understood what was most important in his life, and that was first his commitment to God, followed by family, and community. In every way possible, Mac put others above himself. Mac was baptized into Christ in September of 1991, and once Mac made that commitment to Christ, the kingdom of God became a much stronger place because of that new servant that was Mac McAlpine. Mac ran his business and his family both in the same way. And that way was to live by the golden rule. Mac commented in a 2005 story in, in Southern Lumber Magazine that he always tried to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. A simple motto, but yet one that Mac 
executed every day in business, in life, in everything that he did. Mac had a passion for hunting. His passion was often seen not in the trophy that was shot at the end of the day, but rather than making sure everyone else was successful in the hunt. That's really how Mac looked at everything in life. Mac was an individual that truly got glory from watching other people succeed. Mac would often say, what do you need? And we'll make it happen. Anyone here today would agree about what a better world this would be if we had more Mac McAlpines living in it. As I look at Will and Scott and Wynn, I know of three more Mac McAlpines that we have because of Mac. And numerous others that Mac has influenced in ways that can't ever be described. Mac was a loving father to four children, Misty and Will from the moment he entered their lives, and then Wynn and Scott years later. As any father would probably say, if I could have Christian children, I would have succeeded as a father. Mac and Beth were four for four in this area. Each of the four kids would say something about their father that I feel best tells the story of Mac's life as a father. Misty would write on a, on a Father's Day picture a quote that made her think of Mac. She said, before I got married, I had four theories about bringing up kids. Now I have four kids and no theories. Ha, 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 thanks for all that you do. Will would later, in a paper he wrote in college, call Mac his hero. Will would say that Mac has taught him the meaning of life and what really matters the most, that his dad was his personal hero. Some years later, Scott would use those same words to describe Mac. He would say that he hopes that one day he has children that will look up to them, to him, the way that he looks up to Mac. Wynn would also write in a paper that included advice and wisdom from Mac. Wynn said that his dad had taught him that God will never give him more than he can handle. Mac also loved to remind his boys about Scripture. Will said, especially 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, which reads, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Will said that Mac would then add his commentary, and he would remind them that it was time to grow up. Mac also loved spending time with who he called his hoodlums, Emmy and Andy and Ben. And to see the look on Mac's face when they were around, you knew that his love for them was never-ending. Mac battled cancer in the same way. In the same way that he lived his life. With dignity and with respect. I got to know Mac much better a few years ago. Mac would serve as the deacon over the youth. There was never a time when I needed a friend or a shoulder that Mac was not available. I will personally always remember a few specific things about Mac. Those hot days painting the football field before a Friday night. Lunch every week. 
and the look on Mac's face when you'd ask him if you could pay. Riding to games with Mac as he would haul the equipment trailer for the team. And the smile on his face as he watched not only his boys, but everybody else on the team succeed. Hearing Mac remind our senior high class here at church that if they hung out with garbage, they would smell like garbage. And lastly, I will remember Mac as a mentor and a role model. A person who truly put others first in his life. I know that each person here today has a story about Mac that makes you smile. The people that are here today are those stories that completed Mac's life. Beginning with his brother Dave and extending through so many men that Mac encountered throughout his life. The men that are too numerous to name. The men that will tell you today that they are who they are because of the impact that Mac had on them. That is the legacy that Mac will leave behind. We each have a story that will make us laugh, that will make us cry, or that will make us remember the times with Mac. I hope that you will take one thing with you as you leave today. And that one thing is that just as Paul told the Corinthians to imitate him as he imitated Christ, that if we will imitate Mac like he imitated Christ, then where we are, when Mac is where he is today, we know that that will be with God. We will mourn and we will miss Mac. But aren't you thankful that he's finally getting the reward that he deserves? So, to Mac, you're finally getting that reward. You're finally seeing the glory that you showed to so many. You leave behind a legacy that is so clearly seen through your three boys and the life that they live and through Beth and the strength that she displays unlike any I've ever seen. I've never been so confident in saying that this is not goodbye. But we will see Mac soon. I would like to end this morning with, with two Bible verses. The first one comes from Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1. This was a verse that was used to describe Mac. And it says, A good name is to be chosen over great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. What a wonderful verse that exemplifies the, Mac, the life that Mac lived. And the final verse comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. This was Mac's favorite section of scripture, and one that I think Mac truly put in to the way that he lived his life. 
If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out also not only for his own interest, but for the interest of others. Even though these words are penned by Paul, I know that Mac also spoke these words through the life that he lived and the legacy that he left behind. We long to see Mac again very soon and spend eternity with Mac. Lord, let your light, light of your face, shine on us. Lord, let your light, light of your face, shine on us, that we may be saved. in the Andes Mountains. The gospel is preached in Cusco, Peru every Lord's Day at a pulpit of wood. 
Mac went to Cusco and he made that pulpit and he painted it. Now he's not the best painter I've ever seen. And he hated it, but he wanted to do it because he wanted to do anything and everything he could for the work of the Lord in Cusco. The uh, Beth and the family have asked me to to say to you that many of you, they know many of you have come great distances to be with us this morning, and they're very appreciative of that, and they want you to come to their home for lunch today after the burial, and they're serious. That's just the way they are. Their home is open. I never knocked on the door when I went over there. I just walked in and immediately heard, hey, Andy. My heart's about to come out of my chest right now. Uh, Pray with me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We thank you, God, for being our God and letting us be your children. And we thank you for Jesus who made it possible. We're thankful, God, for the wonderful example of Jesus recorded in your written word, the Bible. And because of that example, we cherish and we appreciate so very much, we also have Mac's example. Because he would want us to be like Jesus, and so he showed us the way. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for Brother Tyler Hallman and all the good things he has said today and the way he's encouraged us and helped us. God, we don't understand everything we'd like to. We don't know everything we want to know, especially not right now. We appreciate what you've revealed to us in the Bible about death and what happens after death, especially now concerning those things that you have promised for the righteous. And yet we grieve. We hurt. This good family's hurting. But we don't grieve as those who have no hope because of the hope that you've given us in Jesus Christ, because of the hope that we have from reading your holy word, hearing your promises, and believing them. We do believe you, God, and we trust you, God, and we believe your holy word and everything that it says. And, and so then we're, we're thankful that you've told us, that the Lord has told us about the death of Lazarus, that he was escorted by angels to Abraham's side, to enjoy the things that he didn't have here in this life, but to be in bliss and comfort and joy and happiness. And we're strengthened and comforted by that, dear God, because we understand that's where Mac is right now. We could just see him escorted by angels to Abraham's side. We kind of envy him because he gets to see Abraham. What in the world does he look like? Isaac and Jacob, so many of your great saints, as he has joined them. Father, we're thankful for this good family again, as we have said so often, but we can't say it enough. We pray your special blessings to be upon them. We know they will be. You have promised so, and they love you so, and they will serve you well. 
and they'll help others to serve you and help others to know you and we know them God and we know they'll be talking about Mac for a long long time rest on their lives we'll all be thinking about Mac and what he means to us and what he's done for us and and uh, I, I, we just hope and pray, God, that those thoughts of Mac and his life and his good family will help us to do better, to be more like you would have us to be. Father, it's uh, going to be a difficult day for us all. We just pray that you'll be with us. Please be with us as we go to the cemetery now to lay the body in its final resting place, realizing, dear God, that Mac has left the body. As James revealed to us, the body without the spirit is dead. Death occurs when the spirit, the soul, leaves the body as it did Monday afternoon. Help us in our grief, dear God, to know that Mac has gone to that good place where he awaits our coming, where he awaits that grand reunion. There's no more time for him. It's time for us, and that time is just going to make it a little harder for us, but we're selfish people, God, and we're sorry for that. Please forgive our selfishness as we want Mac still to be with us. We wouldn't bring him back, dear God, if we could. That would be bad. He wouldn't like that. So we get some strength and comfort in, in knowing that. Thank you, God. Thank you again for being our God, for giving us so much strength, for strengthening Beth and, and the boys and the family and all these good friends and relatives and neighbors who have come today to mourn his death. Thank you for their coming. Please be with them. Bless their homes. Bless their families. Please be with us always, and may we never forget, Mac, but may these memories always be strength to us, comfort to us, and help to us. And again, we thank you for Jesus all that you've done for us in him, all the many blessings you've given us in him and the great example he has left for us and the death that he died on the cross and the blood that he shed there to take away our sins. We thank you, God. We praise you, God. You are God Almighty. We pray these things according to your will. In the name of your blessed son, Jesus, amen. We will continue to pray at Graveside, so we will be escorted there now. Please go with us, and we'll have a closing prayer at Graveside. Thank you.